With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Caitlin DeVelbis about her wedding at the Japan Pavilion in Epcot with a reception at GM Lounge. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose these locations and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Caitlin. Thank you for having me, Carrie. I'm very excited to be here. (laughs) That's great. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiancé decided to have your wedding at Disney. I decided we were going to get married at Disney. (laughs) (laughs) He kind of got roped into it because he knows what a big Disney fan I am. I grew up going to Disneyland and Disney World pretty much my whole life because I'm from California and my dad's from Florida. So pretty much it's been a big part of my life forever. And so when I realized that that was an option for me, I immediately jumped on it and got the ball rolling as soon as we got engaged. So (laughs) (laughs) now how did your friends and family react when they found out where your wedding was going to be? They weren't too surprised. If anything, they were really excited just because of when we decided to get married, it kind of just turned into a big vacation for everybody because we knew it would be destination regardless of if we got married there. So why not get married somewhere that could be a vacation for everybody? So they were excited. And you mentioned that you grew up going to Disneyland. Did you ever consider a Disneyland wedding or did you always know it was going to be Disney World? I have a really big family and I knew I didn't want a big wedding. So I decided since we had the option of doing Disney, I wanted to do the Disney furthest away (laughs) to keep (laughs) the numbers low. But my dad definitely questioned me on that because obviously like they live closer to Disneyland. So they were like, why not there? But I knew I wanted to do it in Epcot anyway. So that's why we picked Disney World. (laughs) Now, how many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We invited about 145 people, which was sort of risky because with the GM lounge, I think they told us we could only have up to like 80 or 90. But I knew that not that many people would come. And we ended up with a final guest count of 68, which was still really high, surprisingly. Interesting. Okay. Now, did you guys decide to set up a room block? We did have a room block. We went with Beach Club, Port Orleans, French Quarter, and Pop Century, but majority of us stayed at Port Orleans. How did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your wedding? 
the Sunday that we got married was actually the Sunday after Thanksgiving. We chose Sunday just because it was a little cheaper than Saturday, and it also kind of gave us an extra day to kind of be there. I know a lot of people made it a long weekend because it was Thanksgiving weekend, so it just worked out for us to do Sunday. Oh, that's great. And then I guess time of day was because you wanted to get married in Epcot, and there's only one ceremony time per day. Right. Yeah, exactly. Now, how did you choose Japan in Epcot and then GM Lounge for the reception? So both of us have Japanese heritage. My mom's Japanese and then his grandma's half Japanese. So I know we wanted to incorporate our heritage with our whole ceremony and everything. So that's why we chose Japan. Also, it's like really gorgeous. And I love that red Tory gate that's in the lake. So I knew I wanted that somewhere. I picked the GM lounge just because I did see another bride actually on your podcast that got married there. And those windows that overlook the park are just fantastic. And it was like so pretty. So we went with that. That's great. Did you add any kind of entertainment to the reception? We did have characters. We ended up having Goofy, Mickey, and Minnie come. And they got to come in their cute little black tie attire and they looked so cute with their top hats and her pretty gold dress so that was really fun. Do you have any tips for decorating GM Lounge? Because I know a lot of people are kind of intimidated because it's sort of a big white box. I think it truly depends on like how big your wedding is because we did have a significant number of people. The tables do take up a majority of the space on top of the buffet table that run down like that entrance hall where they keep it and then your like guest table and everything. So for us, I didn't feel like we needed a lot just because we did have so many tables. I mean, the view for me personally was totally a major part of it. So that was enough to me. And then what we had as well kind of filled it enough. That's interesting. Did you do any kind of centerpieces or other decor? Part of our centerpieces for our decor in Japanese culture, you're supposed to fold a thousand paper cranes and have them at your reception. And it's supposed to represent like longevity and like prosperity in your future marriage. So we literally had a thousand paper cranes folded between us and a couple of our family members and friends. And those were in a couple different high-low vases on half the tables, and then they also had them incorporated with kind of like scattered on our head table and a couple other ones, and then we had Geronimo balloons that were kind of like growing out of these big greenery pots, which looked really cool, and they had like the greenery running up the vines, so that was kind of lots of greenery, lots of cranes, really like kind of simple stuff. That's great. What a great way to customize it. Yeah. Now, do you have any menu items or cake flavors that you can recommend? A thousand percent, I recommend the cheeseburger spring rolls. <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> it was like one of the first things that we put on our tasting menu. And by far, like one of the main things that guests still like talk about and like say they were so good. We also did mini Mickey beignets, like the ones that are at Port Orleans. And those are really good. They came with a lot of good dipping sauces. And the churro crunch filling with the yellow cake is what we did. And that was fantastic, too. That sounds fabulous. Now, did you guys add any other events like a welcome party or a dessert party? We did do on Saturday a fireworks dessert party at the Grand Floridian at the marina. That was really fun. We did it as like a welcome thing for all of our guests that were getting in that day. 
I partially regret doing that just because it was sort of late because of the time that they had it that day. And then we had to wake up so early the next day. But I wanted to do it then because I knew a lot of people were going to be leaving on Monday and I knew we wanted to do something like that. So Saturday was kind of our only choice. But it was amazing. Like everything was so good there that night. Do you have any recommendations from those desserts? We kind of just did a little bit of everything. We did do the chocolate fountain with like all the little like different pieces to like dip in it. And that was really nice. And then they did the, they were like the chicken waffle, like fritter or something. I can't think of what it was, but what it was called, but it came with syrup and there are these little like waffle fritters with fried chicken. I don't know, but they were really (laughs) good too. That's great. So can you give my listeners a timeline of how your wedding day ran? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was like the longest day. Um, (laughs) I think I got up around, honestly, I probably woke up a little later than most people do because I didn't have, I guess, much to do. I own a salon. And so my coworker that does hair did everybody's hair and everyone was really simple. Like it was literally just like down, curled, whatever. And so there wasn't a huge elaborate thing with the hair and makeup. So I think I got up around like four But we were supposed to leave on the bus at like 7.30. And I don't think we left till about like a quarter to eight. We were a little behind. So we probably should have woken up a little earlier. But we did that. We did do our first look before we got on the bus. So that's probably why we were late. So that was probably around 7.30 that we did the first look. We got to the park. We did majority of our group photos and family photos with everyone that rode on the bus with us and then the ceremony was around like nine and that kind of went from there the ceremony probably lasted like 20 minutes and then we took more photos and we actually got done pretty early with our photos and we ended up making it to our reception like a little after 10 o'clock so we got to spend pretty much the whole time with our guests and got to be there for majority of the cocktail hour, which was really nice. And everyone was done and wrapped up by like 2.30-ish, like 3. Now, that's interesting that you guys rode the bus into Epcot with your guests, because I always recommend that as a money-saving tip. How did you decide to do that? We had a mini charter bus, and then we had a big charter bus. So our mini charter bus literally held our giant wedding party of like 14 people plus our like immediate family. So it was a full mini charter bus of like 22 plus our photographer and videographer. And then there was a second charter bus that picked everybody else up, which was another like 55 people ish. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention and your budget? Definitely the main thing I wanted to put money towards was the characters. I knew I wanted them there and I knew I wanted the three of them. Goofy is like Christian's favorite. And then I wanted obviously like the main couple, like Minnie and Mickey, I wanted them there. Also the bar, my family likes to party. So we knew that we wanted to like definitely invest in the bar. And so those are probably the two main things for us. Now, that's interesting because sometimes you see people who are trying to decide between a package bar and a BOC bar, especially when their family likes to party. How did you guys do it? So we did a combo, which honestly saved us, well, us, my dad. It saved my dad a significant amount of money. I did a full package bar for the first two or three hours, 
probably from like 11 to one, I think we did full bar. And during cocktail hour, we only did mimosas. I think they only charged us like by the bottle for the champagne. And then it was bill on consumption from one to the end of the reception and doing that. Cause it kind of broke it down for everybody. And so by the end of it, a good majority of my family, like the older adults don't really drink. So I knew that it would kind of balance out like our friends that like to party and then those people. So it ended up saving a good amount of money by doing half and half like that. That's a wonderful tip. Yeah. Now, which aspects were less important when you were planning where you saved some money or just your time? I saved a ton of money on doing paper florals. I didn't do any florals through Disney, which we all know is like kind of the big chunk of money a lot of people end up putting towards when they do do florals with them. I found this lady on the Knots Instagram called the Paper Flower Market, and she makes these gorgeous flower bouquets that out of this like really fancy paper from like Italy and Germany. And they look so real. Like, I don't know if you've seen the flowers in my wedding photos, but those are paper. And I really liked that too, because I knew I wanted some certain flowers like anemones. They wilt like when you look at them. And so with these, because they're paper, they'll never die. And they didn't get wilty and they looked like fresh all day in all the photos. And that saved me literally thousands of dollars by doing that. Wow, that's a great tip. What ended up being your favorite memory of the wedding day? Honestly, probably the characters. It was so cool because we didn't really tell anybody. I think only a handful of our friends knew that the characters were coming, and we didn't say when, and they came out during our cake cutting, and they ended up coming out on the dance floor and dancing to, like, 24 Karat Magic by Bruno Mars, and everyone was, like, losing their mind, and it was just so fun, like... It was so good. And they were such good dancers. Like, it was so fun. Oh, my gosh. That was the best part for sure. Like, hands down. Besides getting married. (laughs) (laughs) So then did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? From the beginning of the morning, I think what was surprising to me was how kind of hands off our coordinator was until we were physically like in the park. So I didn't hear from her or like have any contact with her until we were literally in Epcot and like arrived at the Japan Pavilion. The way that they talk about the transportation and they're like very firm about make sure your guests have ID, like make sure whatever. I was under the impression that like, okay, this bus is going to come by to each of our hotels, pick up the guests, have some sort of list of something to know like, okay, I'm picking up 50 guests. I need to make sure there's 50 guests on the bus. But it was kind of crazy because they give you times when the bus is going to be at each hotel. And I had mailed out itineraries for the weekend to all of our guests like two weeks before. And the window of time that I had put for each hotel to get picked up, I lied and said it was like five minutes earlier than that to make sure everyone gets there. I did the same thing. Yeah. And so like it said the last pickup time was at our hotel at Port Orleans, which was the majority of the guests were at. I think it was supposed to get picked up at like 840. And I had told everybody like, okay, 835. And I think what happened is the bus driver went to Beach Club, went to Pop Century, and then came to Port Orleans. But because there were so few people at each hotel, the first two, I think he was ahead of schedule. And so he gets to Port Orleans almost before 830. And he picked majority of the guests up. 
and he pulled away. I remember because my cousin told me at the reception, he pulled away from the hotel at 832 and left six of my guests at the hotel. Oh, no. How did they fix it? And one of those guests was like my coworker that did all of our hair and was up at like four o'clock with us. And it was her, her husband, her cousin, and then three of Christian's friends. And they literally walked down to the lobby at 835. So technically they're early. And they were like, where's the bus at? And a cast member was like out there. I think it was the ballet people or something. And he was like, oh, that bus just pulled away. And so they literally had to call, they called the lift, like immediately they called my maid of honor. I had no idea about this until like after the ceremony, like no one told me anything, which I'm glad they didn't because I would have lost my mind probably, (laughs) but they tell her what's going on. She said that she told my coordinator and they took a lift to Epcot, but of course the lift can't take them backstage. So they get dropped off in the front Mm -hmm. and no one knows what's going on, obviously, because like security up there is not part of whatever and my maid of honor had said that the planner was like don't worry I'll take care of it and then from there it kind of was all fuzzy I really don't know what happened I just know that I saw them walking up when we were doing our staged exit after my ceremony (gasps) oh no so they didn't even make it and I felt so bad for the girls because they were literally in heels and had to walk all the way from the entrance of Epcot in future world all the way to the back of I mean, World Showcase, Japan's, of course, like literally directly like opposite end of the park. So that was just kind of like really surprising to me because I don't know. I just feel like it could have been handled a different way. I just don't understand, like, is there a list that they use when they pick people up for the events? Or if there isn't, why isn't there one? Or at least a head count? I don't know. That was, I think, the most frustrating part of it. Wow. Did Disney do anything to make up for it? When my mom called to kind of like, not complain, but kind of just like voice her concern about it, she said that, well, according to his GPS, he only left two minutes early. And my mom was like, okay, but it doesn't matter if it was two minutes or 10 minutes, he still left guests at the hotel and they flew all the way here for this event and they missed it. Oh, wow. And she offered her $100. Oh, my. (laughs) Yeah. And that was probably the biggest thing. There was some problems with our decor, which I also don't know how it's usually handled, but my floral and decor lady had said that, which I don't know how it's handled, so I don't know if what she's saying is typical or not typical, but we had wanted, you know, those really big balloon clusters that kind of like float, they're hung essentially like over the span of like a table, kind of like cloud-ish. I don't know. I really like balloons. I just wanted a ton of balloons. (laughs) And during our planning session, I had shown her a picture and she was like, oh yeah, totally doable. Let's do it. And we had paid to have this balloon cluster essentially suspended by these pole things at the ends of the tables, like over the head table. Like we had a big head table that sat like 14 people in front of the window. And then all the other tables were like rounds of 10. And when we walked into the lounge, this giant balloon cluster is literally just sitting in front of the head table, like what you would see at like a 16th birthday party. Like, literally on the ground, like, just sitting, hanging in front of it. And it was kind of one of those things, like, did I not explain it correctly? Like, I I don't know if I explained it wrong, but I ended up looking back. And so I emailed her probably a week and a half after the wedding, and I was just confused. Like, it just wasn't what we had talked about. And 
it didn't seem impossible to do. So I was just confused as to why it wasn't what I had asked for. So when I had emailed her, she was like super apologetic and basically had said that she wasn't there when they set up for the wedding, which I found kind of strange because it's like you're assigned this person. Like you would think that they're part of like the day of maybe. I don't know. I was just under that impression. But she had said that she wasn't a bit able to be there that day and that she thought that she had explained it in detail to like the balloon vendors that were the ones setting up and then I guess she had gone back to them and talked to them and they said that the day of basically they realized like they couldn't do it for safety reasons they couldn't suspend the balloons on the poles so they just put them in front of the table instead But I don't know. That was probably like the thing because I was just like that was going to be like the main kind of statement piece, I guess, in the room because the room is very simple. Like there's not much to it. So then when I walked in and it was kind of just sitting on the ground like a birthday party table decoration, it was a little anticlimactic for me. But I mean, it's not life or death. So (laughs) (laughs) but I'm trying to figure out how future couples could avoid something like this. Mm hmm. I guess maybe with the bus, if you had a friend at each stop who could maybe check a list of who was supposed to be on the bus against who was actually on the bus. I mean, you can hire a transportation coordinator through Disney, but that's usually if you have like five different types of transportation. You shouldn't have to do it if you just have the one bus going around. Yeah. And then with the balloons, I'm trying to think, I guess if you have anything unusual, you could put some kind of backup plan in the BEO so that if they absolutely couldn't do it the way you wanted, there was some alternative. But it just doesn't feel like you should have to do that. Right. I think it was just frustrating because it's like they didn't figure out that they couldn't do it until day of. So then that was just kind of like it was what it was. Like had they maybe kind of not necessarily like done a test run, but figured out okay, is this going to be doable? And like what we said, and if not, figure it out before then and give me some other option. Right, exactly. Especially, I think too, just because I did have such a large group, that would definitely be a good idea if you do have a larger number to try and keep track of, okay, make sure everybody's on the bus that needs to be on the bus for sure. Right, okay. Now, was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then it turned out not to be? I think just myself, I'm very type A, like very want to be on schedule. And I was a little stressed out just in the moment, just because I was like, I know we're supposed to be somewhere at this time and we're still not even leaving. So for me, I was a little stressed, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm the bride. They're not going to start the wedding without me. So (laughs) (sighs) it'll happen when it happens. But I think that was it. Like, I mean, honestly, everything besides the few little hiccups ran very smoothly. So That's great. And is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I maybe would have put a little more into like with the floral and decor. I think I would have been more specific about the look I was going with because I know they ask you to give them like inspiration photos. But you if you want what the photo looks like, you need to tell them because they'll just kind of loosely follow it is like a way to say it and if you have like a certain vision you need to very firmly and like directly explain it or else it's not gonna be carried through right 
Yeah, sometimes I've even taken the photo and drawn or written on it with Photoshop and just had like arrows that I want this to be like this. I don't want this to look like that. Give an example of a thing that I don't want it to look like with a red line through it. <laughs> like the more explicit you can be, the easier it is for them to pull off exactly what you're thinking of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I felt like besides like the centerpieces and stuff that they did all of our table numbers and like escort cards and everything and our welcome sign like I did all of that and brought that myself so it felt like everything that I did and I had a hand in myself went just like I wanted it and then everything that was kind of out of my control there was always like a wait hold on like what like that wasn't so yeah do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples Definitely don't be on your phone because I feel like I didn't have any idea where my phone was the whole day and it was probably the best thing that happened to me. It definitely makes the time go by a lot slower. I had so many people tell me before the wedding that like, make sure you eat, like make sure you take it all in because it goes by so fast and truly like not having my phone, not, and like, I am that person that literally is like stuck to my phone all day and not having my phone. I was so much more immersed in my big day. And I don't feel like that at all. I ate so much of our food. I ate all of my cake I got to do and like see everybody. And it did not go by fast at all for me. So just be in it. Don't, I know everyone wants like the perfect photos and videos for like Instagram and Facebook and everything, but you want those memories for yourself. And I think you should definitely be there in the moment, not on your phone. That is great advice. Well, Caitlin, I think you've offered a lot of great advice, especially for someone who might be interested in planning an event at Epcot. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much. This was really great. <laughs> That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, disneyweddingpodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. Thank you.